What's going on, everybody? Chris from the Rideshare Misfit. Today, wanted to talk about something I briefly talked about on my on a Facebook Live. But hey, I understand people don't want to watch videos, especially see my face. So I figured I'd bring it over here to the podcast. So I received an email two days ago, dated August 16th. Got it in the evening time. It says, hi, Christopher. As of October 31st, 2021, your Uber debit card account will be closed. You will have access to your funds until this date, and we encourage you to use any funds on your account before this date. Any funds on your account after October 31st, 2021, will be mailed to you by check within 30 days to the address we have on file. You can check your address by logging into your account at GoBank.com. If you are enrolled in direct deposit, please contact your payor to stop funds from being loaded onto your card. Please allow enough time to make this change. For being a loyal customer, we'd like to encourage you to open a new account with us. Check out GoToBank, the ultimate mobile banking account system at gotobank.com or pick up a card in store. Thank you for being a valued customer. If you have any questions, please give us a call 866-268-6950. Sincerely, the Uber debit card from GoBank team. Um, so what does this mean exactly? I don't know. I thought it was a one-off. I honestly, I really thought that it was just like my, my Uber card expiring because I haven't used it in years. I got it a long time ago, tested it out, because I wanted to be able to do a YouTube video or a Facebook video on the benefits of the Uber, uh, you know, debit card. And that's why I got it. Um, I was kind of curious because I was actually a huge fan of the Uber fuel card that was out back in like 2015, 2016, I think at the latest. And I think in 2017, they switched over to the debit card. Anyways, not going to digress into the past. But the only reason why I really got it was I just wanted to see what it was like. Um, my, you know, my Uber earnings are deposited every single week on like Tuesday morning or something like that. So I'm not massively worried about, you know, when I'm going to receive my earnings. But nonetheless, I did find it kind of shocking, if you will, when I received this email from Uber slash GoBank, whoever. Um, and I, I honestly, I just thought it was like a one off. I was like, all right, well, apparently my old card is expiring and I didn't request a new one. So they're just closing the account. Well, lo and behold, jumping around the interwebs, uh, and, and the face space, I found out that, uh, that a lot more drivers are getting the same exact email. Um, and I, I, I haven't quite figured it out. So I, I like, I wanted to pose the question. Number one, have you gotten the email stating that the Uber go bank card, uh, or your Uber bank, Uber go bank card is, is being closed. Or, or do you even use, you know, the, the Uber, Uber go bank card? Um, like I, I understand there's a whole bunch of situations that people find themselves in from time to time. You know what I mean? Um, or even for a prolonged period of time. So, Hey, you know, no harm, no foul. But to me, this was kind of like a wake up call because I'm thinking to myself, shit, at any point in time, these financial institutions can pull the plug on, on these reward cards, you know what I mean? Like, so like the Lyft direct card, uh, obviously the GoBank, uh, debit card, 
And, and it's because, you know, is the relationship long-term worth it to these financial institutions? That's why I feel like a lot of these things get started off great because they're excited about the possibilities, you know, and then one, two, three, five years later, it's like, shit, there's a whole bunch of realities that we didn't quite plan for. And for that reason, we're going to have to kind of terminate our, our, our relationship with Uber and their contractors. Now, with that being said, I did want to bring up some alternatives for folks out there because I hate, I despise, I loathe the idea of depending on these companies uh, to provide me some type of, of external benefit, as in not ride related, you know, like when in terms of like rides or, or things like that, right? And I was like, shit, this, you know, this would be a good time for me to kind of give insight into what I have going on. Um, now, full disclosure, if you don't have the greatest of credit, you know, you, you're going to have to do some innovative uh, thinking. You're going to have to use some, some innovative methods to achieve this. But nonetheless, it is possible. Here's my thought process. I would get a credit card. Yes, a credit card for at least two weeks worth of expenses. So whatever two weeks of expenses looks like for you, that should be your credit limit on the credit card. And the reason why I say that is because I'm very mindful of the fact that people with less than perfect credit may have to either get multiple cards with really low amounts on them or you'll need to get a secured credit card, i.e. you put down a deposit. Um, now, the reason why I bring this up is because it will, it'll do two things for you because I'm all about benefiting you as the individual driver. And that is this. As long as you're using a credit card and you're paying it, your credit goes up. The higher your credit score, the more things you can do with less people asking questions. So for instance, when it comes to getting an auto loan, guess what? If you've had a, a, you know, a credit card relationship with Capital One for two, three, I don't know, four or five years, chances are you can go after an auto loan and they might be able to overlook some things like you being self-employed and stuff like that, that might weigh on their decision and be like, well, he has been, or she has been a great customer of ours, always paid their credit card bill on time. We'll extend them an auto loan. Um, now, obviously when it comes to certain things and certain amounts of money, you can't get past, you know, the, the requirements, but nonetheless, this can help long-term. Not only that, let's just say you don't have good credit now. You are not doing anything for yourself long-term by using a debit card. It's not like using that debit card gets you some type of, of credit, uh, you know, a credit score boost. You know what I mean? Like you're paying with funds you already have. Um, so that's why I really like the idea of a credit card. So depending on where you are with your credit is what type of credit card you apply for. And again, it's something really, really small. You know, so 
I like I, I don't want to tell people to like go out and do things, but but this is what I've gone out and done, right? So number one, I was able to kind of compare all the different credit card offers out there. Um, the ones that stuck out to me is highest amount for cash back on things like gas, uh, food, and 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 you know bills, obviously. So uh, I know. You know, with with Chase Bank and stuff like that, they do a lot of offers like, you know, 10% cash back, you know, on one month when you shop at certain places. So these are things you, you should look out for. But again, I don't want you to get bogged down into thinking that you need thousands upon thousands of dollars in credit limit. No, because this strategy that I'm going to that I'm talking about here is only covering seven to 14 days worth of your expenses. So this is pretty easy to sit down and kind of figure out, right? So you can jump into your bank statement. You can jump on to GoBank, Lyft Direct, wherever you spend money on gas. And you literally just document your average spend on gas, you know, over a given week or two. And you go, all right, boom, I need this. I need at least this much on a credit card in terms of a credit card limit in order to function well. Uh, or easily, because what's going to end up happening is, or what I would do, and you know, or what I do all the time, is I actually pay my credit card bills. Well, I technically pay them once a month, but hey, that's just me. Um, but for this strategy, you're paying your credit card bill every seven to fourteen days. Every seven to fourteen days, you're paying off your credit card every single time without fail. Now, the reason why I'm, I, I say to do this is because it allows you to do this incredible thing, which is when Uber and Lyft, you know, eventually get rid of or possibly get rid of these free online checking accounts or whatever you want to call them, prepaid debit cards, what ultimately will end up happening is you need to be able as a business owner to float operational expenses until your payment hits your bank account. Again, this is why I don't worry whether, you know, Uber deposits, you know, my earnings on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. Like, it doesn't matter what day of the week they deposit. Like, it's cool whenever it hits because I'm literally going on every single Friday and, and, and paying, you know, my, you know, my, my Capital One, uh, which one? Uh, let's go with the Capital One Quicksilver card. So my Capital One Quicksilver, is usually what I put all my gas on. Um, so what I do is I just pay that off every single week. Sometimes I let it run up. I don't know, but that's just me. I, my advice is, is don't let your credit cards run up because that's when your shit gets in trouble. But the whole reason you want to do this is because when you're using that, that, that debit card, right? That Uber, Uber debit card or that Lyft direct debit card, you're not building any credit. You're, like, you're not establishing a credit history with it. You're just paying for goods and services. So it's not actually working for you. Like, yeah, you get cash back here. You get cash back there. All the little perks or whatever. But there's nothing meaningful in long term that's going to impact your life in the future from it. Again, you know what? The day that they start reporting to a credit agency, I can, I'll, I'll gladly walk back my statement. Um, 
But the best thing that every single person in this entire country can do is build and protect their credit because your credit in 2021 means everything. So guess what? If you've made mistakes, no big deal. No better time and no better way to start reestablishing your credit than to go out and get a low limit credit card. Again, let's just say that all you qualify for is $300 on a credit card, right? Let's just let's just go let's just assume the lowest, right? You you get you get granted 300 bucks and it's secured. So you have to drop $300 uh, on a security deposit. But here's the amazing thing about that credit card is you pay that credit card on time for six to 12 months, that credit card company, number one, is going to turn around and give you a credit increase at some point. It might not be a lot, but nonetheless, they're going to be like, hey, this person continues to pay off their credit card. So let's push up their limit. The, 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 the only way that these, these credit card companies actually make money from off of you or from you is when you carry a balance. So if you don't carry a balance, you're essentially using somebody else's money to pay your bills and then you pay them back 0% interest. Again, the only time you're assessed interest is if you carry a balance from one statement to the next. That's it. That's the only time interest is assessed. Other than that, you're golden. But when you're doing this, right, when, you, when you're constantly making purchases, especially as a gig worker, you're making all these purchases like on the daily because you're buying gas daily. You're buying food daily. You're, you're, you know, you're paying for uh, repairs or maintenance or you know, telephone bills. There's all kinds of things that you pay for in a given week. Make those bills work in your favor and build the hell out of your credit. Again, this is, this is just my thought process. Get in a habit of paying your credit card every other week or every week. Like, like you don't have to wait till the credit card cycles to pay it. You know, you can just continually pay it because guess what? It's going to show up on your, on your credit file. You know, this person's had a credit card for, you know, five plus years, 10 plus years, never missed a payment. Payment history is fucking massive for your credit history. If for no other reason why you want a credit card, it's just to establish an amazing credit or a payment history. That's it doesn't matter the balance, just pay your shit on time. But what you're going to find out is, or, or what I'm trying to help people understand is in a way, or at least in the short term, these, these quote unquote rewards seem like a good thing, but we really do have to ask ourselves, what is it doing for us long term? You know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Uber Rewards Platinum, Double Platinum, uh, Diamond, or whatever the fuck else is going on. Like, I'm not a huge fan of those things. But I've always said, you know, in, in terms of thinking long-term benefits, you know, the only thing that those, that those rewards programs really offer that have any substantial long-term benefits is like going to college for free. That legit is super-ass beneficial in the long run. Like if, if I wanted to go to college or if I needed to gain some skill sets that only college could, could, could deliver, I would totally drive for Uber just enough to ensure that they paid my college tuition. That is a long-term beneficial program. 
cash back. I'm sorry. My bank offers cash back. My credit card companies offer cash back. Fuck, man. Even, uh, even my, you know, if you sign up for a gas card, uh, you know, through Shell or Chevron or whoever else, you know, there's cash back rewards that way. You know, they're like, so cash, you know, the, the, the whole cash back rewards, I mean, like everybody and their mother offers those these days. And, you know, once you, once you get one under your belt, then, you, hey, you might turn around, get a second or a third. So what I do is I have certain bills of mine on certain credit cards every single month. I don't pay a single bill except for my rent out of my checking account. The only thing that I pay for out of my checking account are my credit card bills and my rent. Everything else, credit cards. Because it's like, like why, why am I going to, why am I going to pay these people and not benefit from it? Like an actual long-term benefit. Like, yeah, it's cool to have a phone. What's even cooler is to have a phone and then establish a credit history by paying it with a credit card. Now I'm getting double the benefits on something that a lot of people, for one reason or another, are only getting one part of the benefit, which is to have a phone that works. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I really don't, I really dislike gig workers, independent contractors becoming reliant on these companies. Whether it's Uber's relationship with GoBank or Lyft's relationship with whatever financial institution, you know, they have a, they have a relationship with for Lyft Direct. Um, or, or even the Uber Rewards program. I, I call it all carrots, right? And certain, and certain carrots are definitely worth chasing. Again, free college, I'll, I would chase that carrot every day of the week and twice on Sunday because I just see a long-term benefit. Uh, roadside assistance, not a huge benefit. Allstate automatically gives that to me. So, you know, it's like, that's in my, that's my insurance policy. Uh, you know, flat tires. I'm I, like, I buy road hazard on my tires. So it's like, like, why, like, why am I even worried about it? You know, I, I get a flat tire. I get towed for free by Allstate to the Toyota dealership. And then the Toyota dealership installs a brand new tire at a prorated amount because I have a road hazard or they fix it. But most of the time places don't like fixing uh, flats. They, they just like to replace them and Hey, why not? So again, there's all kinds of benefits and I'm going to kind of go over. I want to go over more benefits from these companies that you should probably take advantage of in the short run, but always keeping an eye on the long run. Like where, like where are you three to five years from today? Like if you can't tell yourself where you're going to be three to five years from now, you're, you're probably in a little bit of trouble. So one of the big parts of, of why I do this podcast, you know, Facebook lives is to kind of just give the listeners or the viewers or whoever a different perspective to look at your own situation from, because it's, it's real easy as an independent contractor or a gig worker to be like so far in your own shit that you don't quite really realize how far in the shit you are. So if for no other reason to do this podcast episode, it is just to give you a different view of the way that you can make 
you know, working in the gig economy work for you long term in a way that really doesn't get talked about. You know, a lot of people that do the whole social media, internet personality things, they do a whole lot of railing against the companies um, because honestly, it creates a lot of viewers or listeners, right? Like people love conflict. They love controversy. Like that shit fucking drives people to listen. I am not one of those people. I'm going to come on here and I'm going to be like, hey, this is probably not good over the long run. So you, you should probably try this out. Um, and that's it. Welcome to the TED Talk. Scroll on to the next episode. And Lord knows what I'll talk about tomorrow.